Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Wednesday, Bo Snurdly. With you, James Golden. It's Rush Hour. If you want to be part of today's program, 848. Well, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Come on, 800. That's right, 800-848-WABC. We had such fun yesterday. I hope you have more fun today. Mark Stein was with us for an extended session yesterday. Mark is back from uh, his uh, two-month uh, stay overseas. And, uh, of course, Sid joined us. You know, Sid has a new book, Bernie and Sid. You have to check them out in the mornings here on WABC. And Sid has a new book, Citizens United. And I tell you what, uh, you know, Sid is just amazing. We've invited Sid back for the Saturday program. One of the Saturdays we'll have him on. And we'll talk about a whole bunch of stuff. I love that guy. He's just amazing. It's a great show. It's the number one show in New York, the morning show in New York, here on WABC. Uh, There is so much in the news. There's a rail strike that is potentially going to take place in the days ahead. We don't know which day. I've read a lot of stories about this rail strike, the impending rail strike. There's one in the uh, Washington Post, the Amazon Prime Washington Post today. Everything you need to know about the looming railroad strike. You know whose name is missing in most of these stories or not displayed prominently in others? That would be the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg. And I don't know what Pete's doing. Buttigieg! Thank you. The airlines are a mess. Okay, there are more complaints from people traveling in the air this year than ever before. Right now, it appears that the freight railroad companies are poised to go on a strike. But here's what how that affects many of you that commute using rail. The commuter lines are on the freight lines in many cities. And so if the freight workers go on strike, you're not going to be able to get a commuter train to where it is you want to take your commuter train. 
This will further, if the freight is snarled across the United States of America, the supply lines, which are already struggling, are going to suffer even more. The economy is going to be hurt brutally by an extended rail strike if there is such a thing. What are they fighting out? Well, what do they usually fight about? Money and conditions. In some cases, freight workers, and to me this sounds reasonable, freight workers are saying, look, we need some time off occasionally if we have to go to a doctor without being penalized or whatever. Right now, they can be on call for 14 days, according to some news stories, and they can be on call for 14 consecutive days without a break, and during that time, they do not receive a single sick day, paid or unpaid. And this is something that they're fighting about. Now, that seems a little weird. I don't think most of us would like working under those conditions. Of course, money is a big deal. And they're asking for a significant amount of money. Midnight Friday. Now, already commuters are being hit. How? Amtrak has canceled some of their long-distance routes, anticipating a strike. So people that had made their summer plans that relied on the trains were just told, that ah, too bad, tough toenails. I started to say something else. I caught myself in time. Also began with a T. Tough toenails. You're out of luck. And we shall see whether this morphs into a full-blown strike. The last one in America was 30 years ago under George H.W. Bush. Three days into the railroad strike the last time, Congress intervened. They banned strikes and lockouts because it was such a disaster. Now, this, to me, points to something that I had been wanting to talk about for a while. I take the train occasionally. When I was uh, uh, needed to get from Florida, for instance, up to Virginia, I would take the uh, auto train. And I love the auto train, frankly. You know, you pull your car up, they put your car on the train, if you're in a room or a roomette or something, which are not cheap, but better than sitting in the coach seats, 16 hours later, you're there. Now, the food on Amtrak, let's face facts, folks. Bring your own food. In Virginia, there was a Wegmans. I don't know whether any of you guys shop at Wegmans, but Wegmans is the bomb, okay? Wegmans is like. One of the greatest, <laughs> Wegmans is one of the greatest grocery stores that has ever existed. So what I used to do is just go to Wegmans in Virginia before I would take the auto train to go back and just like do a little picnic on the auto, on the auto train. Just have your food ready for a day. You know, use those, you know, those little ice packs and everything, keep your drinks cold and all of that. And it was a, it was a blast. I enjoyed my time on the auto train even though the trains themselves were, how shall we say, vintage. Now, when you travel, I have not done this, but 
I was recently in London, as many of you know, for, the, for a big concert. And I wanted to go to France for a day. I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time in France. I was going to take the Eurostar, but I was too tired. But I've wanted to be on some of the European trains because that's all we hear about, how great the European train service is. And if you look at the movies and you see movies where these trains, they're exquisite. There's one train that runs from somewhere in, I think it goes through, it's the Glacier Express. And this train looks like it is just, I mean, next to the Orient Express, I think this would be one that you would say, yeah, I want to to do that. I like the idea of trains. Not for daily commuting, for leisurely travel. The internet on Amtrak, by the way, is just about where the food is. Every other minute, it's out, which I can't figure out how you can... Anyway, the cloud is not the cloud. Did you know that, by the way? I'm sure my my engineers here, my technical guys know all of this. But I found... No, the cloud. They keep talking about the cloud. The cloud is not up in the clouds. The cloud runs along railroad tracks in the United States. That's where the the landlines run that carry high-speed Wi-Fi. And so I've never been able to figure out why Amtrak can't get its act together with reliable Internet service, why you have to rely on your phone to actually give you a signal most of the way. But those complaints aside, the trains are still great. And what I would love to see in areas where it makes sense financially is for us to upgrade service. I'm not talking about this this plan in California where they spend billions and billions and billions of dollars on a train to nowhere that no one's going to ride their fast-speed bullet train. But along the Northeast Corridor, why don't we have high-speed rail? And I mean truly high-speed rail. They did it in Japan. They do it in China. They can do it across Europe. Why is it that all railroads suck? And they share the line with these freight companies, so most of the time if you're trying to travel, freight has the right of way, so you'll always get stuck wherever you're going because the train, if your train is in the way of a freight train, why they make you wait. The freight train, freight train has the right, they pass you by. And from what I understand, if you're up and down the East Coast, from what I've been told, Amazon is spending a tremendous amount of money on the trains. That's one of the ways that they move the high volume of goods that they that they that they move through the country. So I don't understand why it is that in America, our train system, our rail system, seems like it's still operating in the first half of the 20th century. It will be interesting to see if this strike comes to pass and what will happen. Democrats, you know, Joe Biden and his ilk were out celebrating yesterday. They signed into law this massive tax and spend program that they call the Inflation Reduction Act. And as they're partying, taking a celebration for lowering inflation, we got the inflation numbers and Wall Street Street tanked. 
because the inflation numbers were so bad. Inflation up, I think, over 13%. So here you have the Biden administration, oh, dancing in the White House, having parties. They invited James Taylor to play, among other entertainers. They're having a big party over at Joe Biden's White House, all about inflation reduction. Meanwhile, inflation is soaring across the United States. Wall Street is tanking. It will get worse if we have a rail strike. Have you heard this? A candidate, a Democrat candidate for the Senate in Ohio said that Americans need to kill and confront the extremist Republican movement if we're going to make political progress in this country. So this was on PMSNBC on the Morning Joe show, Morning Joe, that guy. Morning Joe. And, of course, I've heard nothing that Joe backed him up or or, or the Brzezinski woman and said, why are you saying these sort of vile things? This is incendiary. But, no, U.S. Senate candidate, this is uh, the Fox News version of the story, U.S. Senate candidate Representative Tim Ryan, he's a congressman from Ohio, declared that Americans need to kill and confront, kill and confront, one more time, that Americans should kill and confront the extremist Republican movement. Now, who are these extremist Republicans? They're people like you and me. People that say, okay, there's too much of this sexualization going on in the schools. Who are these extremist Republicans? People that don't feel confident that our elections are fair and have the audacity to say so. Who are the extremist Republicans? People that don't like the suppression of medical people and others who want to talk honestly about the so-called pandemic. So now we have a Democrat suggesting that you extremist Republicans should be confronted and killed. Your movement should. Now, I guess some people are taking that to mean he wants to kill Republicans personally. Others say just kill the movement, kill the political movement. I don't know how you kill a political movement without killing people, but that's just me. He did say in the course of his interview that Democrats aren't right on everything. He's willing to sit down and have conversations on how we can move out of this age of stupidity and into an age of reconciliation and reform. Well, what's stupidity? Only normal mainstream Republicans, he says, are worth dealing with. In other words, only the establishment Republicans, only the rhinos are worth dealing with. Anyone who actually stands up for Republican values, kill and confront them. Let us see if Democrats will denounce this nonsense. Most Nerdies Rush Hour. Again, if you want to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We are coming right back. Our country is in serious trouble. 
This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Naked somebody. Always. Reminding me, you better get that food now. And your F-150. Especially because we're going to have a rail strike in America. I hope you're gardening your own food. Naked eye, eye naked, or somebody's naked. I'm not naked. Okay, have you all heard? Have you heard about this rapper? Uh, what's his name? PNB. Is that his name? PNB Rock. PNB Rock. Yeah. Okay, so this guy's at Roscoe's. Have you ever been to Roscoe's? I have not. No. I've been to Roscoe's. Roscoe's is in L.A. They have two locations in L.A. I go to the one in Hollywood when I'm in. Yes, Hollywood. I go to the one in Hollywood when I'm in the L.A. And um, the Roscoe, he was in Roscoe's. Roscoe's is chicken and waffles. You have vegetarian. You don't eat that. I don't eat chicken. But they have other things besides chicken and waffles. And everybody hangs out at, at Roscoe's. I mean, Roscoe's is like, you know, the place. In L.A., you go to Roscoe's. So... Um, he was in Roscoe's. His girlfriend, who was apparently some big influencer on one of the uh, social media networks, sends out a post telling people, a ge- geolocated post, bragging about the fact that he and she are in Roscoe's. Now, this guy has diamonds all over his neck, diamond necklaces. And just within a few days of this post, he was bragging about how he had been threatened with several robberies and, unfo- and and the robbers were foiled. So his girlfriend sends out a, t- a post, and while they're still eating in Roscoe's, a robber shows up, demands the jewelry or demands whatever else, They get into a dispute. The robber shoots him dead and takes the jewelry. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, apparently, worth of jewelry. So he's dead. Thank you for social media. And I mean, if, 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 number one, for you kids who just can't stay off social media telling everybody, here's a thought. Don't tell people where you are in real time. Your fame is not worth your life. Secondly, we had some advice, and I didn't know this, from Princess Di. She sent me um, a, 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 a post from Ice-T that Ice-T made on social media today. People are apparently mad at Ice-T or at least wanting to comment about a post he made. He said, people are still hitting me up about my comments about L.A. gang culture. If you notice, L.A. rappers don't wear a lot of jewelry. Me, Snoop, Cube, Dre, Game, Kendrick, the list goes on. It's not because we're broke. 
L.A. is just a dangerous place, rapper or not. Why test the streets? So now even rappers are complaining about the crime. The people that actually are at the forefront of the gangster rap culture are now commenting on how dangerous the culture is. Don't wear your a lot of jewelry because the other homies out there are going to try to kill you. This is a sad, sad commentary on a state of affairs. I'd like to know, by the way, what's with you people in the rodent kingdom? You know, you want to sexualize kids. You guys that love the rodent kingdom stuff, you want to sexualize the the three, four-year-olds, right? We got that. Now, you guys are inspiring a bunch of racists to come open, and I say that half-kiddingly. Have you seen the uproar over Halle Bailey? This is the young, she's a pretty girl, actress, that's now starring in Little Mermaid. Disney released a trailer for Little Mermaid over a large number of people are reacting to it with incredible racism toward this actress. They're ticked off. She's white, right? White with red hair? No, she's black. Uh, She's a black girl. And they're saying, why on earth is Disney changed the little white girl that was the... First of all, it was an animated character. And they're mad because now it's a black girl that supposedly is starring in Little Mermaid, and they want to know, they're pissed off that the white girl is no longer the Little Mermaid, that it's the black girl. They're trolling this actress mercilessly, and they're giving negative reviews to the movie. Now, I don't know whether the movie's any good or not, and whether that plays a part of it. Remember, this is all being reported through the mainstream press, so I have to be really careful before I jump to conclusions, because who knows how much of this is really accurate. But if... The reporting is accurate. A large number of Disney fans are upset. They don't want a black girl playing Little Mermaid. Apparently, mermaids have color restrictions on them. And I just get so sick of this race-obsessed society. We have another news story today about a Department of Defense, a Biden appointee. Her tweets have been uncovered. She's in charge of diversity. And what does she do? She rags. They found her tweets ragging white people. And she's another one with the stupid, this stupid Democrat liberal talking point that black people can't be racist because they don't have power. And that's in one of these these, these social media messages from this woman who's in the Biden administration. I tell you, this racial animus is destroying so much of our culture. And I get sick of it. I get sick of the racism that black people seem to think it's okay. I get sick of the racism from the racist 
people that are attacking somebody because they're black? When are we going to stop this nonsense? When are we going to, as a society, realize how superficial skin color is and move beyond it? This stuff is sickening. And every day, it's just more and more and more of it. Halle Bailey. I remember people got upset when there were rumors out that um, Idris Muhammad, or whatever his name is, Idris Eba. Elba. Yeah, I like him. He played Luther in one of the Brit uh, shows. Yeah. Um, anyway, there were rumors that he was going to play 007. And there were, oh, it was a cow. People had a cow. Oh, hey, oh, no. James Bond is white. James Bond is fictional. He's not white or black. He has been played by whites. It is a fictional character. He's not real. The Little Mermaid, ladies and gentlemen, is not real. It is an animated fictional character, character, and now it's going to be apparently in a movie, maybe a real uh, a movie person, but it's still a fictional character. And people are getting upset because of the skin color on a fictional character? Would you? That is please? radical. Grow up. Grow up. WABC. Talk Radio 77. 800-848-WABC is our number. <sighs> Grow up. Eight hundred eight four eight WABC. We're coming back after this. You having a good time, Joe? <laughs> the rush hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio seventy seven in New York. Bo Sanders Rush Hour. We're getting some calls from people that want to talk about this Little Mermaid business. Hotel California. And I'm I'm down to talk with this. Let me just just I get some of it. I'm I'm not totally clueless, as you liberals might think. But Okay, this is the story, I think this is Daily Mail's version. A trailer for Disney's live-action version of The Little Mermaid has racked up more than 1.5 million dislikes on YouTube after its star, Halle Bailey, faced racist backlash from trolls on Twitter, of course Twitter, after being cast in the lead role. It was so many that YouTube disabled the dislike counter. Why did they do that? I guess you're not supposed to have dislikes, even though the dislikes are real. Okay. So Halle Bailey, not to be confused with the other Halle that the guys go crazy over, um, says she's not focusing on all the hate. She's, you know, focusing on the role, blah, 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 blah. Some of the, the, some of the, the statements on here are ridiculous. Some people that are trolling her say race swapping is not okay. So it's not okay once a character, uh, here's another one. 
Apparently, this little mermaid creature is thing is called Ariel. That, that's her. I never saw a Little Mermaid. I'm not gonna go see Little Mermaid. Not my bowl of tea. Not my whatever it is. Bowl of goods. Whatever. All right. Well, I may have to. Because you know, grandchildren and all that. If you got to take your grandkids to the movie, maybe you got to go see this stuff. But <clears throat> yeah. So I better not speak too soon about what I'm never going to do. But I haven't seen it to date. Race swapping is not okay. And then another person writes, before respecting all the other ethnicities and cultures, shouldn't they at least be respectful, respectful to the origin? This was hashtag not my. So the original character was white. So therefore, the original fictional we're talking about fictional characters. The fictional character was white, so you better not ever change it because now you're being disrespectful to the origin, as if this is a real person, a real creature, not a story, a make-believe story. Ridiculous. Star Wars is make-believe. There's no need to get upset of the race of people in it. James Bond is make-believe. And yeah, the black girl, oops, I don't want to give away the 007 thing. But I mean, it was well done. And I love Daniel Craig, by the way. As to me, Daniel Craig was the best James Bond ever. But now you got all this upset because some black actress, little girls playing little freaking mermaid. Mermaids are not real. I hate to tell some of you. They are fictional too. The idea that there's a half woman, half is make believe. The crap you think of is unbelievable. And yet all this upset. Now, when I was a kid, I used to go to church, right? And we had white Jesus in our church. You know, mostly black people. We had white Jesus, you know, the the you know the one with the long brown hair that looked kind of like a hippie with the white robe. We had white Jesus, right? And I wasn't aware that there was, you know, some issue about that. And then when I got older and started reading, then I discovered that in parts of the world, there were black Jesuses. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. I wasn't never mad at white Jesus. I'm not mad at black Jesus. And then I saw the chosen. And let me tell you, if you haven't seen the chosen, those of you that go in for these kind of movies, that's it. The Chosen is so well done. And one of the things I loved about The Chosen is it was done with a crew, a cast, that looked like they belonged in the region. In other words, they had the Semitic look about them, the Arabic look. It was, it was great. I loved the casting. First of all, I love the story. The Chosen is actually amazing. And for those of you that like religious-themed movies, that's, you, 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 you're there. But I'm not mad at white Jesus. I'm not mad at black Jesus. You worship who you want to worship. Why do you get upset over fictional freaking characters? Before we get to the next break, and I'm going to get your calls. Your calls are coming up. And there's so much more news. There's Fetterman, this guy running for Senate in, in, in Pennsylvania. He appears to be confused these days even the washington post is calling for a release of his medical records 
That is stunning. But then there's a huge story in The Hill today. Advocates are worried about the safety and well-being of black and LGBT students this school year. Why? Because these Republicans have been making laws forbidding teachers to talk about everything that they want to talk about in the classroom. Well, before we go to the next break, Kevin, I'd like you to play our latest example of what's going on in the nation's classroom. This is is a discussion among three teachers about what they teach in the classroom. And this is why parents are upset, and this is why the liberals are upset with Republican parents, who the guy out of Ohio says should be executed and killed because they're extreme Republicans, and we need to kill extreme Republicans. Anyway, this is what's going on in certain classrooms in America. Roger, Roger. We can promote a shame-free educational space by letting young people know that it's okay if they are curious, it's okay if they have watched porn, and it's okay if they have thought about porn. I always make sure to say someone being curious about sex and or porn does not make them a bad person, it makes them human. It's so important we normalize that this is a natural human experience. And I also want to point, uh, make a point to share that not wanting to watch porn is also completely fine. There is no judgment and shame for not being curious. That's okay, too. And we want to create environments in the classroom where students don't shame each other. So as an educator, my job is to provide information about sexual health and have students critically think by exploring all sides of an issue. Critical thinking skills are the largest component of porn literacy. It's the ability for young people to analyze and ask questions about the media that they're viewing. Critical thinking skills allow young people to understand the intention behind pornography. So much of sex education is reflecting on our values and beliefs in relation to a topic, and porn literacy is no exception. For facilitators, it's first important for them to reflect on their reasons for wanting to teach porn literacy. Do they want to teach porn literacy because they believe watching porn and by extension sex work is inherently bad and they want to stop young people from accessing it? That's unfortunately not going to lead to good conversations because it's pushing one agenda, that porn is bad. So now we have teachers promoting porn literacy, pornography literacy. This is their job. This is their job as teachers to teach children pornographic literacy. And you have The Hill writing articles today that advocates worry for the safety and well-being of black and LGBT uh, students this year because of these damn Republicans who are writing these laws, stopping them from teaching whatever they want to teach in the classroom. Are you kidding me? is the rush hour with Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. No, no. Hunter Biden's theme song. It's Amy Winehouse bringing us back. Today's Amy's birthday. Or would be Amy's birthday. Amy Winehouse was one of the the bright flames in the music business that went out way too early. Time for rapid phones, but first this. If you're going to the game this weekend, 
go to wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks. I'm going to give it again. wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks right now. Here's what's up. Friday night, Ferryhawks game versus the Long Island Ducks. Free T-shirt on Friday. On Saturday, your kids get to run the bases. Following the game, there's a fireworks show. On Sunday, team autographs. Kids can run the bases. WABCradio.com Ferryhawks. If you go there, you can get a family four-pack of tickets for free. Folks, if you haven't been to this stadium, it's awesome. You should go. This is a great New York experience, a great day trip for those of you out on the island or up in Connecticut or Pennsylvania, whatever. Just come to Staten Island. It's worth it. Bring the kids to a ball game. It's fun. WABCradio.com slash Ferryhawks right now. Get four tickets, a family pack, for free. All right, rapid phones. Let's do this thing. Let's start with Patty in New Jersey. Hi, Patty. Welcome. You're on James Golden, Boston Early's Rush Hour here on WABC. Oh, hi, Mr. Golden. I just want to preface everything by saying that I've been listening to you forever, and I adore you. I think you have the most etiquette. I mean, you have the most eloquent. You're just the most intelligent. You're my favorite on this station. I just have to tell you. you that. I just love to hear you. I try not to miss you, but I work a lot. Matter of fact, I'm in between jobs right now. I'm rushing off. But I just wanted to say, and I don't want to be misunderstood when I say this. I don't think people are – maybe there are people that are upset about this little black girl. I think it's a horrible thing that they would treat a human being this way. I don't care what the, who they are. But what I'm really upset about is that I think that people are – a little fed up with feeling a lot of pressure that all of a sudden it seems like they're taking a lot of these things from the past and, and forced to change them to, to, to maybe use there's a, a, a heck of a the wokeness of element because it's woke, right? Yeah. Patty, look, I get that. I get that. I get that people are upset by this ramming it down your throat all the time. I get that. But really, if you're going to troll an actress, because she has a job in a movie. I mean, really? But I hear what you're saying about the wokeness, and I agree with you. Sometimes it's sickening. This whole woke thing, this whole forced, you better be diverse like we say diverse is diverse. I get it, Patty. And I don't think any ill of you for saying that at all. Already? Muncie, New Jersey. Got to make it quick. Go ahead, Muncie. I was thinking maybe the lobbyists for the auto industry are against trains doing really well. They want to sell cars. Well, I, we do know that they want to sell electric cars. Hey, John in Ridgefield, Connecticut, give us a call tomorrow. I'm going to need a little bit more time than 30 seconds for your call. Let's go to Ardsley and uh, with Margaret. Margaret, how are you? Okay, Bo. I was thinking about The Little Mermaid and remembering that in Shakespeare's time, all the actors in the play were all men. Even the even the women's parts were played by men. And if you're real, I think that if you're really involved in a story, it doesn't matter. You're listening with your heart, and who's playing it is just a character representing a character that 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 you're listening to with your heart. And that's all I want. Margaret, how beautifully put! You're listening and you're consuming the art with your heart. Wow, that is an awesome thought. I love you, Margaret. Thank you. Joan in the Bronx, last 30 seconds of yours. Get right to it, Joan. Hi, James. When my little nieces were little, I took them to see The Little Mermaid. And let me tell you, I not only had to take them to see the movie, 
I had to buy them the doll. I had to buy them the nightgown. I had to buy them the sheets. My point is, is that image is what's in, in, ingrained in their mind. So anybody else would not be the Little Mermaid. Thank you. Joan, thank you for the call. May God bless and protect each and every one of you, my friends. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow for Boston Early's Rush Hour at 4 o'clock. Catch it tonight up next. WABC Radio slash Ferryhawks. Get those baseball tickets. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>